Hello, my name is Rachel Osman. I am a freshman student at Vanderbilt University. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast on the Purple Machine for Professor Bruff's Cryptography Writing Seminar. When you think of war, do you think of this? Or do you think of this? Now what if I told you there's a chance Pearl Harbor could have been avoided because of... That is the sound of cryptanalysis breaking codes as cryptography was a major component of World War II. Before I get into the creation of the Purple Machine, I'm going to give a brief overview of what was happening leading to World War II. Following the end of World War I, the world was still in a series of crisis, especially due to the outbreak of the Great Depression, which hit many countries hard. This was especially seen in Germany, which was still trying to pay back the reparations from World War I, leading to the rise of the Nazi regime. Hitler began to conspire with Japan and Italy to establish three empires in their own respective areas. Most attention was drawn to Germany as they began to expand and war was officially declared when Germany invaded Poland in September of 1939. While the United States did not officially enter the war until the bombings of Pearl Harbor, they still worked closely with the Allied powers. The most well-known coding device during the Second World War was the use of Enigma by the Germans, which was acquired in 1925. This system complicated the war for the Allies for years as it took them much time to crack it. Now I'm going to give a quick explanation of this Enigma machine because it was the Japanese who then copied this machine to create their own ciphering devices. The Enigma machine was a communications machine which used rotors and plugs to encrypt messages to prevent enemy troops from hearing the Germans' plans. This machine was different than all others that existed at the time because it had three rotors each with 26 different possibilities meaning that there was a possible key of a hundred million billion along with a different key for each day. So even if someone arbitrarily guessed or determined the key for one specific day, that key was no good for anything else other than that day. The Japanese Navy bought an Enigma machine in 1925 and sought to renovate it and then made their own coding device. This was nicknamed RED by the United States Intelligence Service and was used mainly in the 1930s. In 1936, William Friedman from the American Army cracked the system and was able to read all intercepted messages that revealed highly classified Japanese information. However, the United States didn't keep this a secret very well, and when the Japanese soon found out about their top secret information being talked about, they quickly switched to a new system. The new machine was nicknamed Purple by the United States because of the color of the folders that carried messages from this machine. Yes, how creative. The machine was actually called 97 Shiki Obun Injiki, meaning alphabetical typewriter 97. The 97 referred to the year, a very creative generation. This machine was different than the Enigma because it had two typewriters, one for inserting messages into and one where the messages came out. The typewriter used for inserting messages also was electric, unlike the Enigma machine. This proved to be much more effective in the sense that it reduced the possibility for error. 
In the Enigma machine, the message was typed into the Enigma machine, but then had to be typed in by another personnel who was on the other end of the machine to translate the message back. However, the use of two typewriters eliminated the chance of an error, making the system more efficient. The overall plug board, however, remained similar to that of Enigma's. Hence, the machine was set up in the following fashion. You have the input, which is connected to the plug board, which had four rotors, and then connected on the other side was the output. So, in order to encrypt a message, the following steps were taken. First, the person inputting the message would look up the key for that specific day, and then before entering the message, had to fix the message because the machine could not encipher any punctuation. There was a specific code to help, and then the code was finally ready to be inserted into the first typewriter. The message then passed through the four rotors in which the motors would move after each letter passed through. The message would then be expressed through the second typewriter. The fact that the rotor switched after each letter prevented the rotor from going back to its starting position until at least hundreds of thousands of letters were enciphered. Then, for the following message to be decrypted, the machine must be put on the exact same settings and then the plain text of the message would be revealed in the second typewriter. The purple machine was mainly used to transport messages between the Japanese Navy and the German forces, which was why the security measures regarding the machine were so strictly enforced. Hiroshi Oshima was the main user of the purple machine as he was the one relaying the messages from Germany to the Japanese forces. This was due to the fact that he was considered one of Hitler's trustees. When working with Hitler in Germany, he was given the title of Lieutenant General and was even requested to come back to Germany by Hitler after returning to Japan. While Oshima was relaying this confidential information, the Americans were now in the process of cracking the purple machine. The system was first partially broken in August 1940 by William Friedman. At first, it was really difficult to break the system because since there were not many copies of the machine, the machine was only used to communicate the most top secret messages. Since it was not used that much, there were not a lot of messages that Friedman or his team had access to. Therefore, more cipher text was needed in order to be able to break the code, which eventually was acquired once the system was put more into use. The biggest attribute which allowed Friedman and his team to break the code was the use of the red cipher within the purple cipher. Since the red cipher had already been broken, it allowed parts of the messages to be exposed and therefore easier to decipher the rest of the message. Friedman was able to make a lot of progress until he suffered severe mental health issues and had to be institutionalized. However, his team was able to work through the remaining messages and in addition, the team began building replicas of the purple machine without even seeing the machine in person. The machine was officially broken by Lieutenant Francis A. Raven when he noticed a pattern in the keys that were used to encipher the machine each day. The pattern he discovered was that each month was comprised of three 10-day segments. In addition, he found that the key for each 10-day segment was just rearranged but consisted of the same letters, which then allowed them to discover the key for the remaining 10-day period. Once the messages were officially decoded, they were called magic. After the Americans had just decoded the purple machine, 
Oshima was not aware of this breakthrough and used the machine to give highly detailed reports to Japan regarding Germany's actions. As a result, the United States was able to intercept all messages and was provided with very reliable information regarding the remaining course of the war. One example of this is seen in the fact that the Americans became aware of Germany's placements of troops along the beaches of Normandy, which allowed the Americans to alter their plan to invade and resulted in a victory. While the decryption provided major advantages to the United States, it was argued that it was not used to its full advantage. In other words, the fact that messages were decrypted were only seen and known by a few officials in the United States, limiting the amount of perspectives and game plans from being produced. On the other hand, this ensured that the decoding of the machine remained a secret and prevented the system used to code the Japanese information from being changed. Strict measures, measures such as the forbidding of making copies ensured that the decoding remained a secret. While the United States took strict security measures to ensure the decoding remained secret, spies around the world still warned Japan of the possibility that the United States had cracked their machine. One of these countries included Germany, who warned Japan profusely. But Japan refused to believe that the United States actually had access to this intel and continued to use the machine without changing any part of the system. The machine was specifically used leading up to the attack on Pearl Harbor. While Japan never specifically stated that they were going to attack the United States or even Pearl Harbor, there were many clues seen through the purple machine that could have at least predicted a surprise attack. This could be seen through the fact that a message was sent out to destroy all purple machines along with the messages associated with the machines. This served as a signal that the Japanese were going to advance their interests in the war and ultimately declare war. Although this may seem like a lot of speculation, if Japan wanted to enter in the war, obviously they would have wanted to win the war. However, the only way for them to possibly win a war against the United States would be to establish an advantage from the beginning. This could be attained through a surprise attack in which the United States would first have to recuperate from a surprise attack and then form a response which would give the Japanese an advantage. If the message was analyzed more, maybe the United States would have been able to predict at least certain notions of the Japanese. It is believed that the U.S. did not catch on to these clues because they did not grant enough funds to the SIS and did not have a single department for analyzing messages. As a result of the many messages being intercepted, not all were decoded and some of which were decoded were analyzed out of context, making it useless. Another key help from breaking the purple machine was seen in the Battle of Midway. The United States became aware of a planned attack on the location of AF by the Japanese. The Japanese had coded the location of the attack to provide an extra security measure. However, this prevented the United States from knowing the exact location. The U.S. intelligence was able to limit the area down to the Central Pacific, specifically between Pearl Harbor and Midway. In order to determine which location it was, they staged a test in which a message without encryption was sent from Midway to Pearl Harbor stating that the desalinization plant was broken down. Then the Japanese communicated through the purple machine stating that AF's desalinization plant was broken, which confirmed the United States' theory that the Japanese were planning an attack on Midway, allowing them the opportunity to prepare, which resulted in a U.S. victory.
Overall, the war can be said to be a war of the cryptanalysis. Had Japan not used the broken red cipher and the purple cipher, the ending of the war could have been very different. However, the purple machine did encrypt many messages for Japan that remained secret for a period of time, such as the planning for the Pearl Harbor attack. The purple machine is known to be one of the greatest machines of its time. So why didn't it receive the same recognition of the German enigma?